Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. the voices of the Cambridge Singers, arranged by John Rutter. I can't think of a better way to open our program here at Christmas time. I'll share with you in a moment how you can get this worship-filled album for your gift to the ministry. But first, let's think about homelessness. It's a great problem here in North America, and during this time of year, a lack of proper clothing and shelter can be life-threatening. A group of first and second graders want to do something about it in Lawrence, Kansas. Students from Limestone Community School have been working alongside architects with hopes of making a difference in their city. They're looking to build four houses for those without a permanent home. It's a communal effort involving not only architects and construction companies, but the charity of the community. The school seeks to raise over $100,000 and start building by next April. During this time of year, we can't forget about those going through tough times. Some have recently lost loved ones. Some may have no place to rest their head. Jesus told us, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. I'm Charles Morris, and here it is Thursday, December 7th. And for those who remember history, it's Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. This is the program where we share the great story that's all about Jesus. And even as we reflect a bit on that day of infamy back in 1941, It makes me think of a film that came out just after World War II called It's a Wonderful Life. It starred Jimmy Stewart. You remember the end of that film when the miracle happened and everyone gathered at George Bailey's home? They all sang Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. It's a wonderful life to the Charlie Brown Christmas. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. It's been featured in movies and TV shows. And I so enjoy the first stanza of this carol because it proclaims the importance of the arrival of Christ. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic host proclaim... Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. We've talked about this over the past couple of weeks, but it's worth mentioning over and over again, the coming of the Messiah was good news not just for Israel, but for the entire world. Jesus came to reconcile God and sinners. And sin is not just an Israel problem. It's a world problem. But praise God, 
Jesus Christ came to bring salvation to needy sinners from every tribe, every nation, every tongue. And next time you sing this carol, just remember that you're joining your voice with countless brothers and sisters all around the world. And together, we're joining our voices with the angels in heaven above. Now that's a thought for Christmas. In a moment, we're going to think more about the kingdom of God and Christ's arrival. The good news that his kingdom is for everyone, Jew and Gentile alike. But first, I'm curious if you've ever run a red light. Well, I'm going to confess to you. I have accidentally, and it happened recently while trying to get to church on time. Days passed, and I waited too late, and now I had to pay a higher fine on the ticket. Kids, don't follow my example. Well, today is a red light day of sorts, and I'd like you to stop with me. This is the final day for free shipping to reach you by Christmas with Tyler Van Haltren's Kingdom of God Bible Storybook set. Two cloth-covered hardback books sharing Christ in all the scripture for young and old alike. It comes in a well-made slipcase, so it looks good. But what's inside is what matters. Forty-five stories from the Old and New Testaments, all leading to Jesus. Stop and visit our website on this final day for free shipping after you make your minimum gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And while you're there, you can also get the John Rutter Christmas album on CD for your Christmas gift to the ministry. Or, even better, the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook set and or John Rutter's Christmas Music CD, and give to receive multiple copies for Christmas giving. Call us at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And now let's open the program with music from John Rutter's Christmas album. Stay in the morning. They sailed into Bethlehem, to Bethlehem, to Bethlehem. They sailed into Bethlehem, to Bethlehem. 
That's I saw three ships, Stephen Varco, John Rutter, the Cambridge Singers, a haven today called Let Earth Receive Her King. I'm Charles Morris. We're thinking about the kingdom of God this week and Christ's coming to the world. While this radical inclusion of the kingdom is good news for us, in the first century, such an idea was looked at with suspicion. Many first century Jews believed the kingdom of God was only for their benefit and not for the Gentiles. What's more, many rejected the king of the kingdom, Jesus Christ. Tyler Van Haltren gives us a look into this conflict between the early church and first century Jews, as recorded in the book of Acts. Chapter 11, A Kingdom of All Nations As the church increased and multiplied, persecution of the church also grew. But that didn't stop Christians from telling everyone about Jesus their Savior, When a man named Stephen preached about Jesus, the Jewish leaders became furious. They tried to argue with him, but he was full of God's spirit and had great wisdom. He told them, You are just like your fathers. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? Just as the Israelites had rejected so many prophets, the Jewish leaders were rejecting Jesus. Stephen looked up and said, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And they shouted at him and rushed at him. It cast Stephen out of the city and stoned him. As he died, Stephen called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. After Stephen's death, great persecution arose against Christians. Jesus' followers were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Wherever they went, they shared the gospel. Evil men tried to stop this, but God's kingdom could not be stopped. It just kept growing. Jesus kept building his church through the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the Christians, Philip, went out to Samaria to proclaim the good news of God's kingdom. God led Philip along a road where he saw a chariot. A man from Ethiopia was in the chariot and was reading from the scroll of Isaiah, which said, Like a sheep he was led to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. The man asked Philip, Who is this speaking about? And Philip told him, This is about Jesus. The man believed and was baptized that same day. God was bringing people from all over the world into his kingdom. That was Tyler Van Haltren reading a portion of his Kingdom of God Bible storybook an excellent set of books to give to families this Christmas. In a wonderful two-volume set, he gives us the story of Scripture from Genesis to Revelation by unpacking the theme of God's kingdom. Who is the kingdom of God for? We've considered that question over the past couple weeks. The kingdom of God comes through Abraham's seed, but its citizens are not just those who are related biologically to Abraham. We heard about Rahab and Ruth recently, both foreign women, but they were included in God's kingdom. We heard from Tyler about the Ethiopian eunuch who believed and was baptized in the name of Jesus. These people were not ethnic Jews. Nevertheless, they were a part of God's chosen people. But there was still some hesitancy. Even among early Christians, our old friend Peter was one of those wondering about the relationship between God's people in the Old Testament and the people of God now that Christ had come. Look at Acts 10, where God gave Peter a vision about the kingdom of God. Peter went up on a roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, 
he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. And then a verse told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. And then the voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was drawn back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. Right before these verses, Luke introduced us to a godly man named Cornelius. And the catch? He wasn't Jewish. He was a centurion. He was a Greek man. The Lord called Cornelius to reach out to Peter so that he might hear the good news about Jesus. The relationship between Jews and Greeks was pretty tense. Even Greek God-fearers were seen as second-class citizens compared to those related by blood to Abraham. But Peter received a vision from the Lord. Yes, it was a strange vision. All sorts of unclean animals. Peter was even commanded to eat them. That was a deep offense to Peter, since he was a faithful Jew who followed the Old Testament dietary laws. But something big had happened. Jesus had come, and he had fulfilled the law's requirements, including those related to food. So Jesus told Peter, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Now, if we stopped right at verse 18, one might think that this was just a lesson about what we can eat. In the Old Testament, the Israelites couldn't eat things like bacon or shrimp. This text seems to be telling us that it's okay, right? But that's not the point of the passage. Acts 10 teaches us not about what's on the menu, but about who to include in God's kingdom. Peter told us as much in Acts 10.27 and following, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. If Cornelius and his friends came ten minutes before the vision came, Peter would not have opened the door. He would not have considered them to be unclean Gentiles. But Jesus opened his eye. He would have considered them to be unclean Gentiles. But Christ opened his eyes. Jesus used a shocking vision to reveal a shocking truth of his kingdom. Who is able to enter this kingdom? Everyone. Everyone who believes in Jesus. Yes, anyone. We know this because, as Peter shared the gospel message, the Holy Spirit came upon Cornelius and all his family, and they were then baptized. New members were initiated into God's kingdom. And that is what the book of Acts is all about. 
It's about how the kingdom of God began in the most unlikely of places, Jerusalem, but expanded to Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. What began with 120 first century Jews has now expanded to even, might I say, billions of men and women, boys and girls, from north, west, east, and south. What an amazing kingdom that we are a part of. Let's listen once again to Tyler Van Haltren summarizing this passage that we just read. He presents a complicated passage in a way that even small children can understand. And that makes the Kingdom of God Bible storybook indispensable for every family. Some of the Jewish Christians couldn't understand God's plan to save people from every nation. They thought people from other nations were outsiders and didn't belong in God's kingdom. This has always been difficult for God's people to understand. Hundreds of years before, God called Jonah to preach to the town of Nineveh. Jonah couldn't believe it. The Ninevites were one of Israel's worst enemies. It took getting swallowed up by a fish to convince him to go. Just like Jonah, the Jewish Christians had a hard time believing God's grace could reach to all people. But God was going to teach them about his great plan to bring people from all nations into his kingdom. Even the apostle Peter was slow to believe God's plan. One day, Peter went up to his roof to pray. God showed Peter a vision of a great sheet coming down from heaven. It was filled with all kinds of animals that a Jew would never eat. In the Old Testament, some animals were considered unclean. There were many laws about which foods a Jew could not eat. God told Peter, rise and eat. But Peter said, I've never eaten anything common or unclean. Then God said, what God has made clean, do not call unclean. Then God sent a Roman centurion named Cornelius to meet Peter. In those days, Jews would never allow such people into their home because they were considered unclean. But God had taught Peter an important lesson. He was the God of all people, not just the Jews. Through faith in Jesus, anyone could be made clean and enter God's kingdom. Cornelius and all his family and friends believed the gospel and the Holy Spirit came upon them. The word of God increased and multiplied, not just to the Jews, but to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God's plan to bless all nations through Jesus was beginning, and it would only grow more and more. Tyler Van Haltren once again. You might be wondering where you fit in these stories. You know your past. You feel unclean. Maybe you feel unwanted by others. But you know who wants you? Jesus. He wants you to join his heavenly kingdom. And the good news is that this kingdom is big enough to include you, me, and everyone who believes. So don't waste another day. Come to Jesus this day. In Jesus Christ, you are loved. In Jesus Christ, you are accepted. In Jesus Christ, you become clean and spotless in the Father's eyes. Good news for Christmas.
What Sweeter Music. That's the title of that carol by John Rutter from his Christmas album. You may not have received a traffic ticket like I did for accidentally running a red light, but let's think of today as hitting a stoplight. Pause, stop, act. This is the final day for free shipping to reach you by Christmas with Tyler Van Haltren's Kingdom of God Bible Storybook Set. Two cloth-covered hardback books sharing Christ in all the scripture for young and old alike. It comes in a well-made slipcase, so it looks good, but it's what inside that counts. Forty-five stories from the Old and New Testaments, all leading to Jesus. Stop and visit our website on this vinyl day for free shipping after you make your minimum gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And while you're there, you can also get the John Rutter Christmas album on CD for your Christmas gift to the ministry. Or, even better, the Kingdom of God Bible storybook set and or John Rutter's Christmas music CD and give to get multiple copies for Christmas giving. Call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And just before we go... Let me mention our need is great this December, and the 31st is coming soon. If you're in the U.S. and have a retirement program or a donor-advised fund or appreciated stocks, there may be some better ways for you to give to help this Christ-centered ministry. Go to haventoday.org, press the Give button, and look at other ways to give. If you're in Canada, give us a call for your options at 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, together on Friday, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Imagine living in the time of Mary and Joseph. It had been 450 years since the Lord last spoke to his people. At that point, you were used to it, but you began to think to yourself, has God forgotten me? Will his promise to bless the nations come true? Take heart, God hasn't forgotten his people. His promise has indeed come true. It's come true in the coming of his son, Jesus. That's why Mary said these amazing words in Luke 1. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. This is what we celebrate on Christmas Day. Christ coming in the flesh to fulfill the promise made to Abraham long before. Grow in your walk with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.